To the Oladipo for President podcast, where we all can disagree who has the best fantasy football team, but we can all agree it was pretty dope when Oladipo dunked on LeBron that one time, and LeBron is doing really well in the playoffs. So who cares? It's all right. It's football season. That's the bigger news today. Is that it's football season. And that we get to watch some football this week. Tonight, specifically. Tonight, we get to watch some football. And I am so excited. I don't know how you are. I'm sure you're pretty jacked, too. Let's just hope that everything stays calm in terms of the pandemic. I don't mean to keep bringing that up. But that is a real part of, of you know, this year's uh, situation, especially in fantasy football. You know? Um, but, hey, I'm not going to be the Daisy Downer. Uh, today, I'm. I, is that a thing? A Daisy Downer? Did I just try to make something up unsuccessfully? Anyway, uh, sorry about the lateness on the podcast. I actually started a new job this week, and it is really tricky to figure out what time to do this. Um, so stick with me. I hope to release these on Wednesday. I hope to have them. Uh, recorded on Wednesday, I think at some point, um, just right now, it's just not, um, it's just, it just was a tough week. So I'll just say that. Um, but it's good. I like the new job. It's been fun. Um, but it's, you know, it's just, it's just, it's got its challenges. It's got its challenges. It's okay though. It's all right. Um, anyway, so let's uh, jump right in. We got a full episode today. Uh, we actually are not joined with somebody because I had to record this at uh, eight o'clock in the morning on Thursday and not a lot of people um, are are available <laughs> at Thursday on Thursday at nine o'clock. But it's OK. It's all right. I, I will carry us uh, through and we will we will have a good conversation. Um, so first up in in news, uh, David Montgomery returns to practice. This is kind of a cool thing, uh, considering that they did not think he would be ready for week one. Um, him being back is a pretty good uh, indication for the rest of the season. I feel like uh, he's a player who's continually overhyped, but this is a good opportunity for him to show that he is marginally hyped, right? For him to have a good season and for, uh, you know, everything to go well. Um, mostly this is all my news is just going to be injury related stuff. Uh, Kenyon Drake uh, with a foot was not listed on the Cardinals injury report. Now this is kind of a big deal because Kenyon Drake basically spent half of camp in a walking boot. Um, that's actually part of the reason why I got Chase Edmonds, um, his backup, just considering that there might be some form of injury that, that could meticulate out of that, uh, out of out of him being in a walking boot. Now I will say it's I'll find it really interesting to see how many injuries we have this year in the first like say three weeks compared to last year, maybe in the preseason or even like week one and two. Let's say week three of last year and the years before, like two or three years before, and then week three of this year. How many injured players do we have? Because a lot of I just wonder what preseason is going to do. Like if we if we end up deciding that the preseason, you know, just ends up not being necessary, um, that the players are, you know, getting hurt less because their body's being used less. Um, I'd, I'd be, I'd be down for, for no, uh, you know, for no, 
for no uh, preseason. Um, and the last thing that we will talk about is uh, just the entire Jaguars, Jaguars um, depth chart. Now, so the big news here is that uh, I think James Robinson was named the running back uh, out of the field. Now, that's with Divina Zigabo uh, as the backup. And then the third string was Chris Thompson. Now, the real thing I want to note here is that James Robinson barely made the team. We're going to talk about him a little bit more later. But you got to really remember that when these depth charts come out, they, they're really by marketing, right? They're by a marketing team um, surrounding the team. Sometimes they get input from the actual coaches. Um, more times than not, it's it's just a reflection of what they see in practice. Um, and in all reality, like this week, they could have been looking at James Robinson, you know, closely just to say, like, hey, is he worth keeping on our team? Uh, now, you know, the other aspect to this is th this is a team that is like pretty openly uh, tanking this year. I mean, between, you know, releasing, not releasing, but moving Jalen Ramsey last year and and then just strictly releasing <laughs> Leonard Fournette. Um, I just don't see this as a team, you know, even like Nick Foles um, situation. Like, I just don't see this as a team trying to be competitive. I think Gardner Minshew is like a transitionary uh, quarterback, like really like what I see. Um, and I just don't think that that's going to be a very I don't think it's going to be a very good situation. Um, so that's it for news and notes. I'm going to try to run through this. I don't want to take up all your time without another guest. Um, this is normally the section where we will uh, talk about the last week awards, but it is week one. So I just wanted to give you a preview of what we have coming in terms of awards. We definitely have a best play of the week. We're not worthy. We're which is beautiful because I actually watched Wayne's World last week or last night, which is really great. Um, uh, so we have the player of the week. Now, this is the player that uh, the best starter uh, with lowest cost. So it's not going to be it's probably never going to be Christian McCaffrey. Just to let you know, it's probably going to be more like a, you know, like an Antonio Gibson. You know, Steven got him in the 10th. Um, it's going to be, you know. Maybe if James Conner is like an RB one for one, like the number one RB for the week, you know, James Conner was selected probably like 30th or 32nd or something like that. And so that would be a great, a great player of the week. Uh, we have also the pooper of the week. He pooped his pants. You pooped your pants. No, I didn't. I didn't All poop right. my pants, so, guys. <laughs> the definition of pooper of the week is the worst starter with the best opportunity to play. Now, a great example of this might be Leonard Fournette pretty normally. Um, you know, when he was playing with the Jags, he was the starting running back with really no talent underneath him, um, as in like the depth chart. And he just continually pooped on you. And Le'Veon Bell is a great example of this. You know, he's a starting running back. Now, I mean, part of that could be the Jets, but part of it is just Le'Veon Bell feels like he lost a step. You know, I can't, I'm not thinking of a lot of receivers. Um, you know, Will Fuller might be a good receiver like this, where it's like he has boom and bust plays. Uh, right now, he's an, a wide receiver one in Houston. You know, you gotta you gotta make make do with those opportunities. Um, next, we would have the Streamboat Willie Award. So the Streamboat Willie Award is really a player that gets picked up on the waivers and then played. He's the best player that gets picked up off the waivers and played. Now, I just want to note that that is, in my opinion, 
the most baller fantasy move that you can make, right? Picking up a player, you know, um, looking at the waivers last week, there's not a lot of opportunity. Okay, here, Disher picked up Malcolm Brown, who I believe was named as the starter of um, the LA Rams. So theoretically, if Malcolm Brown were to go off um, and Disher were to play him, um, then, you know, he would be a high candidate for uh, streamer Streamboat Willie. Um, and then the last award uh, is the most valuable bench uh, player. And this is a shout out to Boss who continually finds himself on this list. Um, bench go, you know, uh, best surprising bench, uh, most surprising bench points. Uh, this is a player that wins the bench. Um, that, that seems pretty, pretty obvious, uh, if that makes sense. Um, so that, those are our awards. Um, it, it would be a very, uh, it would be an honor, of course, if you were to win, you know, awards, but we, we don't always win awards. Um, you know, this isn't really, uh, the millennial thing. I'm not going to pass out participation trophies. Um, but Hey, you know, go shoot for the stars and maybe you'll end up with, uh, the MVBP. Um, no. So let's talk about the schedule for week one. Uh, we've got a pretty great schedule. I think this is a pretty cool schedule. I think this will be a lot of fun. So tonight we got Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs up against the Texans. This is in, at Arrowhead. Um, you've got, you know, Deshaun Watson, who just got paid. Uh, let's do that. Let's get that money, money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And then you have Patrick Mahomes, who's probably the definition of getting paid. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Both of them are up tonight. Uh, Thursday night football will be a lot of fun. Um, I obviously think I got the Chiefs here, but hey, I'm all about the Texans trading away all their players and still beating someone. Um, then on Sunday, the one o'clock schedule, we have the Eagles at the Washington football team. Uh, one of the least original temporary uh, team names. They could have gone with something. They could have gone with, you know, the Washington Wizards or the Washington, you know, white people or something. And and I think we would have really enjoyed just calling them that for the interim. Um, if they if they had made it the Washington Wizards, that would have been perfect. Perfect. That would give Washington a real reason to cosplay out of the Indian dress and get into something crazy. Um, and I think everybody could assume that that would be a temporary thing. Uh, but this game should be a game, a football game. I don't know. I mean, the Eagles are dealing with some injuries. Washington looks like they're trying to not play football. Who knows what's going on? Then you have the Dolphins at the Patriots. Now, this is like a historically tough game for the Patriots. I feel like uh, they normally put up a tough game against the Patriots or sorry, against the Dolphins. Um, the Dolphins are starting Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, you know, with the, the ghost of Tua in the background and the Patriots are starting Cam Newton, um, not Tom Brady, obviously. And, and that'll be really interesting to see Cam on the field again. He could be a real sleeper uh, in fantasy formats, um, just being a quarterback that can really sling it. I just I really I think the issue with the Patriots is that they just don't have a really good receiving core and you know, in the past, Cam had somebody to throw to. Um, then up next, you have uh, the 
Packers at the Vikings. This should be a fun game. Kind of the regional uh, rivalry. Um, I'd be really interested to see how the Packers play this season. They 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 really have made some questionable draft choices, um, but obviously they're you know they still look like a really competitive team. If Aaron Rodgers can kind of get get his efficiency back, if um, Aaron Jones can stay healthy, if Devontae Adams can be productive, uh, the Vikings also look like a strong team. Um, you know, but obviously with the Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, I, I did see this. I did see this hot mic where it was like a, a mic'd up uh, segment on NFL's YouTube. You should check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, but they showed the relationship between Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. And it's just really fun to see, you know, because Alexander Madison is a really looks like a really talented running back. And it just doesn't seem like they're they're really like vying for their each other's job. You know, it seems like they're they're friends. And so I'm actually it was it was kind of relieving to watch that and, and, and enjoy that. Um, but I'd probably take the, the Packers here um, just considering. Then you have the Colts at the Jags um, at, 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 you know, Jacksonville. Um, the Colts are kind of a sleeper Super Bowl team. Uh, if you're, you're listening to analysts out there, a lot of people have them in a top, you know, 13 position. Um, I, you know, I was actually on FanDuel and they had better odds to win the Super Bowl than the Steelers do. And there are some analysts that think the Steelers could win the Super Bowl this year too. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Um, I haven't really kept up with the Colts in terms of like their individual situation. Um, I'm not a big fan of Philip Rivers, but it would be interesting sting to see them play against a team that is openly trying to lose um, at the Jags. I hope I'm not dooming you um, with a week one failure there. Um, then you have the Bears at the Lions. Uh, boring kind of versus boring kind of. Um, <laughs> you know, the Bears trying to figure out their quarterback situation. Uh, they went with Mitch Trubisky over Nick Foles, but I mean, th- that makes a lot of sense. They couldn't have done it the other way. They couldn't do it where uh, Nick Foles takes the starting job and then they go back to Mitch Trubisky. Uh, that just doesn't bode well for the organization at all. Um and then you have the Lions who are dealing with injury, and they also just picked up Adrian Peterson. This should be a really interesting game. If the Lions can get ahead early, how they use that running back core, um, you know, they can obviously pass their way through through the Bears pretty pretty simply. Then uh, the Raiders at the Panthers. Uh, this should be a great game as well. You're seeing the Raiders with Josh Jacobs, uh, the Panthers with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, should be a fun game to watch. A lot of people have the Raiders pretty high high and they're like top 10 ranking or even playoff rankings. Um, so this, it'll be really interesting to see how the Raiders adapt uh, to the new season. Then you have New York versus New York. You have the Jets versus the Bills. Uh, the Bills are kind of a team that I always look at as a competitive group. So it should be fun to watch uh, that matchup. Then you have the Browns at the Ravens. Um, this is an in-division matchup right off the bat. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Browns do against the Ravens. A lot of people have the Browns in the in the playoffs as well, which if you make that implication of the Ravens and the Browns making the playoffs, you would obviously surmise that the Steelers aren't going to make the playoffs. So you, you probably can agree. You probably can understand that I disagree with the Browns making the playoffs. I don't think that they really did much to add to their depth. But hey, we'll see. Maybe Baker wakes up and, uh, you know, smells the roses against uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, so then you have the Seahawks at the Falcons. Um, this is an 
you know, uh, a football game. I, I, I like the Seahawks. I think the Falcons are kind of a stale team. I think that's the best way to describe it. Like, I feel like they just haven't really, I mean, like getting Todd Gurley is great, but like, you know, you also hope that Todd Gurley is healthy. And so we'll, we'll be able to see um, how much they use Todd in, in that system, you know, and the Seahawks, obviously, you know, with Chris Carson and uh, Russell Wilson should be a fun, interesting game. Then you have the chargers at the Bengals. Um, you have Tyrod Taylor versus uh, Joe Burrow in his first start. Joe Burrow's at home for his first start, which isn't too significant nowadays with COVID and not not a lot of fans. I think the Bengals are allowing fans, though. So uh, obviously this should be an interesting game. You know, it should be a home home, uh, you know, like a homecoming of sorts for Joe Burrow um, just to be able to play at home with some some fans. Uh, but the Chargers look like a pretty good team. They got a pretty good defense. Obviously, losing Derwin James is a big deal for that Chargers defense, but they still got a lot of great players. And so um, I'd be really interested to see how Tyrod Taylor plays in a game like this. You know, the Bengals don't have that perfect defense, and this is a really good opportunity for the Chargers to, to, to step off on the right foot, especially after losing, like, you know, after, especially after moving on, I'll say, from Phillip Rivers. Um then you have the Cardinals at the 49ers. Again, two teams that are kind of highly touted. You have the Cardinals who just acquired every player under the sun uh, with a great quarterback. And then you have the 49ers who who made a real run last year. You know, it's probably looked at as one of the top two or three teams in the league. Um, this should be a really fun game to see if the Cardinals really have what it take, takes to, you know, um, take it to the next level here in the NFL. And, and uh, obviously, you know, they've got a great organization. But, um, you know, lately they haven't been been doing it. Then you have the Bucks at the Saints. You have a 50 year old quarterback versus a 50 year old quarterback. You have Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Um, I think the key here is that it's uh, that it's in New Orleans. And so I, I probably would go with New Orleans here. Uh, but the Bucks are just that wild team. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen with tight end. You don't know what's going to happen uh, pretty much in any of those positions. And so it's a really challenging uh, thing to look at. Then uh, for the night game, you have the, the Cowboys at the Rams. So I'm sorry, the Chargers, Bengals, Cardinals, 49ers, Bucks, Saints were the four o'clock games. The night game is the Cowboys at the Rams. This should be a great game. You know, Jared Goff versus Dak Prescott will finally be able to see uh, what Dak is doing uh, with all this time negotiating his contract, whether or not it's worth it. And I'm just I'm interested. I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, the, the Cowboys put it together. And then, of course, Monday Night Football, you've got the Steelers at the Giants. Um, this should be a good this should be an interesting game. I hope it's a good game for Big Ben to kind of come back with. Um, I've been watching this documentary about Big Ben on YouTube. Um, it's funny because I, I have moments where I'm like really proud of Ben and how far he's come. And then I have moments where I just don't like his personality that much. And um you know, I, I still I still highly revere Ben. I, I think Ben is the most human of us all, in a sense. I think he 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 represents like if you were to take away some of the some of the annoying stuff, like he would represent like the un uh you know, the disadvantaged quarterback, I think. Like he's big, he's got, you know, he's got a good arm, but he's not really too athletic, but he's still really successful. And I think that that's kind of the American story in some ways, if that makes sense. Kind of the opposite of guys like Lamar Jackson who seem to just kind of put it together in front of you and, and it's perfect. Um 
And so I, I don't know. It was really fun to talk, hear him and his wife talk about us, about their faith and about the recovery process. But all that to be said, I, I think that they, I really don't see where the Steelers could fail this year if they keep Ben on the field. Ben's a great game manager. They've got an, an amazing defense. Um, the Giants are still trying to figure themselves out. So I think this should be a, a good game for the Steelers. And then you have the Titans at the Broncos. Um, I really don't know much about both these teams. I, I just know that they are traditionally not great teams um, other than the Broncos with Peyton Manning. You know, Titans uh, are, were a pretty good team last year, but um, obviously like they just aren't flashy. And so it's hard to it's hard to get behind them, if that makes sense. So that is the NFL schedule. Hope you are enjoying uh, your football watching this weekend. Um, now let's talk about our league matchups. So first off, I'll talk about my matchup. Um, I'm up against Tommy Buns. I've got a one point advantage. He's got uh, Patrick Mahomes who could just go off. Um, I've got Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's got Zeke. Um, I've got Le'Veon who's, who's been in, in the news for not as much you know, happy stuff. They, it seems like they're going to take away some some touches, which is rough. Um, otherwise, he's got T.Y. Hilton up against my Juju Smith-Schuster. He's got J.K. Dobbins uh, in the game against Stefan Diggs. He's dealing with some injury stuff, uh, I think, but it uh, should, be, should be a good game. Uh, 127 to 126 output. You got Disher up against Benchcoat. Now they've been chatting a lot about their their outputs. Um, I'm not sure how much weight you're putting on this projected thing. You really should just look at the matchups. You know, to be honest, um, Disher has three bad matchups. Boss has two. Or I'm sorry, Disher has two bad matchups. Boss has three. That's really like to me like the big when you're when you're close with when you're within like five points of the other team. You want more. Uh, good matchups. I, I have one bad matchup and he has a lot of marginal matchups uh, from the last game. But anyway, Disher is projected at 130 to to, to bosses 128. You got Lamar up against Deshaun Watson, um, Miles Sanders, uh, hopefully playing against Dalvin Cook. Um, then you have J-Mac versus uh, Prather. Now, J-Mac has a 129 point uh projection over uh, Prather's 124. Uh, J-Mac has two bad games versus, uh, you know, Prather's two bad games. This really probably just comes down to how thick uh, J-Mac's team is. He's got James Conner, Devontae Parker um, in his flex position against Anthony Miller and, and Terry McLaurin. Um, that's, you know, J-Mac has a really thick team this year. He's got a lot of uh, bench assets with Jarvis Landry on the bench. Guys like Golden Tate, even like a Jordan Howard um, who could really ball out, uh, you know, any given week. Then you have uh, Michael versus Steven. Uh, you've got Kyler Murray up against Carson Wentz. Alvin Kamara versus CMC. You got Nick Chubb versus Kenyon Drake. You kind of have like the the nice running backs against each other in this matchup. Um, and then, you know, obviously moving down the line, they've got, uh, you know, David Johnson, you know, in the flex for Steven's side against A.J. Brown. Um, you know, this should be a good matchup. This will be a good litmus test, um, kind of an every other, you know, every given week kind of kind of game for these guys. Um, then you have uh, Crandall up against David. Now, David currently has a, a five point advantage on Crandall. Um, you know, both the teams look pretty interesting. You got, you know, Josh Jacobs and Todd Gurley versus Melvin Gordon, Mar Mar Marlon Mack. Um, 
you know, both teams have two bad, bad uh, teams. We're all pretty even to each other, you know, anywhere between 130 and 120, 119, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty it's a pretty even matchup. And so I'd be really interested to see, you know, how we how we move uh, through uh, this week's matchups. Uh, so now let's talk about waiver wire waiver wire. Um, so. Right off the bat, you know, we had um, Prather who released uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. He then picked up Rashad Penny uh, dropping Mike Williams. Um, Steven then picked up Damien Harris, who I dropped, uh, dropping Malcolm Brown. Um, That ended up being a bad situation because Damien Harris is now an IR and Malcolm Brown was named the starter. Um, Prather picked Mike Williams up, who's dealing with a shoulder injury. Um, And then four days later, Malcolm Brown was picked up um, by, you know, dropping Adrian Peterson, I think was dropped at that time for $0. David picked up Noah Fant and David also picked up Daryl Williams. Who's the backup to, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, then you had Steven who dropped Damon Harris. Um, you know, considering the, uh, considering the injury. And then we had our dollar, dollar, dollar bills of the week. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Man, boss, you know, he uh bought uh James Robinson for eleven bucks. The next highest bid on that was just one bid and it was zero dollars. Um so boss picked up James Robinson on the news story that he was the starter. Now, obviously, like I talked about earlier, that a lot of times has to do with the marketing department just needing to put a depth chart up on the website. Um, we'll see. I mean, I don't really know much about James Robinson. I remember looking at that backfield, um, you know, when camp was going on and they were talking about James Robinson not having a roster position. And that was after Leonard Fournette was was cut. So, you know, obviously, I think when they get, you know, some players back, we'll see what happens. Raquel is on on COVID IR right now. And so I, I really don't know what will happen. Um you know, I think we're just waiting on a week or two to figure out what's going to go on. And then you had Crandall who picked up Kendrick Bourne, uh, dropping Justin Jackson, kind of a, you know, who, who, who knows? Um, I, I really don't know much about Kendrick Bourne and I know that Justin Jackson is probably not rosterable right now. Um, just doesn't look like he has much of an opportunity there. Um, so yeah, that is the waiver wires. Um, let's do it. Let's do it. Back it up. Um, I'm going to go ahead and back up. Uh, somebody this week, I got to pull up the, the, the clip because obviously I, I didn't know that I would be doing this. Um, give me just a second here, but I think today I'm going to end up backing up Julio Jones. So it was really the, the, the conversation for me was to be between Julio Jones. Here we go. So the real the real uh, conversation here is why did I keep Julio Jones? I could have kept Kenyon Drake uh, for nearly the same price, but I kept Julio Jones. The real reason is um, in, in my mind, I just think that Julio is due for a, an amazing season. He He's had seasons. He, I feel like he feels the criticism of uh, having the seasons that he's had. And I just I think that there's a little bit more in my mind. There's a little bit more opportunity with a with a player like t- being tied to a player like Matt Ryan. Who's who knows Julio, who who's balled out with Julio in the past. I feel like there's just a little bit more credibility to a player like Matt Ryan than there is specifically with Kyler Murray. Um, And I just for some reason, you know, 
I don't know. I just, I think that that Kenyon's going to have a great season. I just think that uh, Julio is going to ball out. And and obviously I think that the, the touchdowns are going to come up, you know, if that makes sense. So that is it for the Oladipo for, for uh, president podcast. I hope that you have a great week one. I hope that above, above anything fantasy that you end up enjoying watching football. Um, and uh, I hope that nobody gets injured. I hope we can all keep our groins together that we can all keep our, legs intact that we can just enjoy watching football and not have to uh, wonder what's going on with an injury. Uh, anyway, have a great week one uh, and and uh, may the force be with you. I don't know. How am I going to how am I going to end podcast nowadays? Um, do good. All right. Later. Later.